Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. Hello. Is this on? Oh, they're not. Oh, it's better. I can hear now. So yeah, this is my second time. Please be gentle. Um, so I felt sort of towards the end of last year, God laid unity on my heart, and I'm here to talk to you about unity. Um, the other thing, the part of unity I'm going to talk about, it, it, it's a word, good start, um, and I like looking at words and parts of words that build into bigger meaning. It's called etymology, as your word for the evening. Um, so the interesting thing about unity is it begins with you. <laughs> and it ends in why. Um, that was that was I spent a week on that. <laughs> um So it starts with you, and the worst part about it is if you get rid of the why, or perhaps the best part, I suppose it depends how you look at it, you're left with unit, and the English dictionary defines that as a single number regarded as an individual whole. So that could be very good. That could be oneness or agreement, or it could be you by yourself. I mean... If you prefer that, that might be good. Um, so, for the purpose of what I'm talking about, unity seems to be best defined as agreement or oneness. In fact, I've got two Bible verses. One of them is Matthew eighteen nineteen, which might be the one I want to talk about. Yeah, it is. Um, this is why unity is so amazing and great. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. That's just two of you. So if anyone wants to agree with me about getting a BMW, <laughs> you watch. Um, Go on, put the other one up as well. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 31. So just as a body through one has many parts, but all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. Next bit, Jackie. Okay. The verse goes on to talk about... Oh, get in. If we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Okay, okay, yeah, I'll get on this bit in a minute. The fact that it's not made of one part, but many, should tell you that if you don't look like the person next to you in spirit or body, that, that's fine. 
you were formed for a specific purpose. So that's conformity. We'll get on conformity in a minute. Yep, can we roll 15? Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. So, again, if you have different skills and talents from the person sat next to you, you could even look at them now, that does not mean you're out of place. In fact, if you have none of the skills or talents that are prevalent in the church at all today, that does not mean you are not part of the body. And 16. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. They like this kind of repetition in the Bible. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? So you get the idea that we all perform different roles. Um, yeah. So a, lo a lot of people can perceive unity as conformity. That's... Mm, I did get the definition for that. But I can't find it. So conformity is typically about pressure to change. It's about someone forming and shaping. So the active part in that isn't you. You are not coming into agreement. Someone is shaping you into agreement. Um, now the church is not great with unity, to be honest. If you know your history. Um, yep. So, I mean, there's the Catholic Church, the Reformation, the Orthodox Church, the Schism. Yeah, we're not great at unity. Typically because we try to bring it down to common elements and find that they become so rigid, um, it just becomes the political spirit. Um, It just, yeah, it became political. That was part of the problem. Um, typically what I'm describing would be unification, I suppose, which is all under one, which doesn't really fit into that kind of different parts of the body. Um, okay, so starting with the oneness of conformity, if you imagine, Alan, would you like to help me here? Yeah. You see that bit of paper there? You see the pens behind you? <coughs> Just draw a circle. You got a circle? Oh, colour doesn't matter. Just draw, don't fill it in. Just draw a circle fairly big. And if you'd like to show that to the lovely congregation. Thank you. Well, that works, yeah. I'll hold it. <coughs> so, in terms of oneness, if we think about the outer layer, for people listening, I'm just showing the circle. If you think about the outer layer, that's agreement between others. If there's nothing in the middle, if I, imagine it's a shape that I can actually manipulate. If I pressed in here, what's going to happen? It's going to, it's going to fold inward because it lacks the next step, which I suppose is linked to identity, which is agreement with yourself. So, do you want to draw another circle? 
Someone has to. Please, yeah. 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 Thank you. Agreement with yourself. Identity related. So if I press in here, this circle's going to press back out. Much more difficult. But with enough pressure, it will eventually fold in. One more time. Um, and the innermost circle, agreement with God. That's the last thing I'll ask of you, Alan, tonight. <laughs> Alan's added his own artistic flair. I like it. So, most importantly, it, it has to come from inside out. The unity has to start one-to-one, -one, and it has to start with agreement with God. Um, there is another verse, which I don't have at all. I'm going to have to reference it. It's to do with, oh, it's a good thing I made five pages of notes. Um, in Corinthians, when Paul's talking about the split, because they are trying to decide who to follow, Paul or Apollos, he says, if you think like this, the body of Christ is divided. It shouldn't be about whether you follow me or Apollos. You should all be looking to follow Jesus, because it wasn't Paul that died on a cross. Um, he actually mentions being of one mind and one thought. Um, and a lot of people do think about that as conformity. But if you think about it as one-to-one, -one, then the closer you get to God, the more you are going to agree with other people because you're all in unity with God. You're all agreeing because you're all going closer towards the same thing, person. Um, now, if you think about this, it may be hard to visualize this as, as a lock. But if you think about this as a lock with the tumblers, and if you think about it as alignment, um, to get the most out, they all have to line up, and they have to start from the middle. Um, agreement with God is the big one, very big one. Um, and it, it facilitates everything else being possible. Particularly agreement with yourself, because... I don't know about you, but a, a lot of, when it says guard your thoughts, you really have to guard your thoughts. Um, and it's very prevalent today to catch yourself going, oh, you idiot. And you're talking to yourself. We can have a lot of subconscious negative thoughts going on in the background that are not wholesome, and God doesn't agree with them. So that immediately knocks us out of agreement with God. And that's, that's the small stuff but it accumulates. Um, that's where my notes sort of end, so it gets a bit more personal here. Um, 
I would say I really struggle to agree with others. So that's not a good start, that's the outer one. <laughs> um, I have had some connection issues. I found it very difficult to connect with other people. Um, one of the lies that you can end up believing about that is, now bear with me here, I have to be very careful with this one. One of the lies you can end up believing is that you are so special that there is no one like you at all utterly in the entire world. And that's wrong because we all have similarities for that reason that we can make connection. If you think you're so special there's no one like you, you either pity yourself a lot or you have a very, very big opinion of yourself. So, I'm not going to say that's my problem, because, well, I'm not sure. I did have quite a lot of connection problems. Um, I personally find it quite difficult. All right, I think we're going to get rid of the notes now. Um, one of the words I got recently-ish was a picture of myself, and it wasn't a particularly flattering one for me. I found it a bit, ooh, I thought I was doing better than that. Um, it was a picture of an emaciated man, sort of huddled up on the floor, he's dehydrated, he's starving. Uh, <laughs> It's fantastic. And he's got bloodshot eyes, and someone comes to give him some water, and he knocks it away, and he says, I don't need anything. Um, yeah. One of the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest problems I've had is um, accepting that other people actually have things I need. They can provide things I need. Um... I didn't like that idea at all. <laughs> uh, I think that one can be a, a subtle one for some people. Um, another one was related to the outer circle which is agreement with others, that I had felt contained either by myself or by other people. And if you think about the outer ring conformity and you think about you don't have agreement with yourself, then this becomes... This becomes the layer that talks about you and it's other people. Um, so you can become very susceptible to what other people think about you. I'm 
just going to turn this round. If you don't have this, this circle agreement with yourself, then other people you can other people will begin to define you and you will have to fight that or accept it and personally i was around some not very nice people a long time ago and that's what it became i started believing everything they said because i didn't have this i didn't have anything to check it against And it all starts here, as I've said. If you have this, this it filters outward. So you get this, and then you get this from this. It all comes out. But if you don't have this, then it all goes in. I might get my notes back. I had some really cool stuff. I know. So one of the things that came up was the ultimate commandments that Jesus gave. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't love yourself, you're going to end up treating your neighbor like yourself. which won't be very good. So for some people, I'm seeing some people. For me, it was very helpful to think of it the other way around, that I should treat myself how I would favorably treat other people. Um... Yeah, that's how bullies are made, actually. Um, when a bully bullies someone, they can end up taking how they were treated and thinking, well, I'm going to treat other people the same way. One of the symptoms, that, well, the consequences that comes out of it is um, problems with intimacy, and you know, that's that's a very loaded word. Intimacy means to be known. So if you have trouble 
being known, being seen. It makes life very difficult. This is somewhat related. Um, it's a barrier to unity when we have negative opinions of ourselves. So it's a barrier to unity if we are not bringing ourselves to the table. So it's a barrier to unity if we are ashamed or afraid of ourselves. Um, I'm not going to get too emotional about this, but I felt prompted to read a poem I wrote 10 years ago. Um, no, I'm not going to read that yet. I'm just going to throw it on the floor. Oops. So, Yeah, the way we treat ourselves. Leaks out in the way we treat others. So if we see someone mistreating someone else, you have to think how they're treating themselves inside. How many people actually realize they are tyrannizing themselves? because that's not what God wants for you. Unity with yourself really means taking care of all of your parts as well. So that means getting enough rest. In fact, I know this quite well because I went to Glasgow Prophetic. I visit, made a visit to Glasgow Prophetic and a lot of people go there expecting great stuff, fantastic revelations about themselves. I sat down for my session, and one of the first things she said was, okay, John, I'm really getting that God wants you to be drinking more water. <laughs> mm, mm. He needs you to be getting more rest. You need to be getting your eight hours a day. I'm here thinking, I just drove up from from Newcastle to Glasgow, admittedly not very not very, very far. And people go there for great insight and mine was you need to sleep more. <laughs> so it, it was probably the only place I would actually go to listen to that. It's the only place John, you need to sleep more. Right, now I'm going to read the poem, and I'm going to finish up. Well, I'm going to read a bit of it. It's called Frankenstein. The door is rattling violently, threatening to break from the hinges. Something that I thought was dead, killed by my hand, 
has awoken again. I feel the dark tide. I was very dramatic 10 years ago. I will reap what I have sown. The abomination made from different ideas, dangerous ideas, locked away below my mind. It's getting closer to erupting through the confines that I placed to keep it confined, dead, away. I am ashamed. I have let it out before. The ugly creature raising its ugly head, crying out for attention. The rattling and slamming destroys the door. After today, there will be only one. Very dramatic. Um, I had a friend once who told me that she wrote in her journal to write down her thoughts because she had to contain the crazy. And I've read it. it. It's not crazy. But we can come to regard parts of ourselves as horrific. And it's just not true. It might be, might be a little crazy, but I think when it's left alone for long periods of time, it's not engaged with, it's not treated in the way that God wants it to be treated. It probably would go crazy. So if we're to take anything away from my little ramble today, it's that if we're having trouble on the outside, it doesn't get better necessarily until you sort out from the inside.